we are in the Pasha of Chukas. This is the most mysterious Pasha in the Torah. Because the Torah tells you, you will not understand it. Those, this is Chukas HaTorah. The statute or the mystery, in English we say enigma, of Torah. It makes, well, to very great people, they understand it. The average person does not understand it. Not even Shlomo HaMelech. He understood all the Chukim in the Torah. There's seven of them. But this one he didn't understand, and he wrote that in Kehelah Zion Chav Gimel. That he and that one thing, Rechoko, is far away Mimani. The he Rechoko is exactly the gematria of Paro Aduma. No one understood that except one man, Moshe Rabbeinu, because it has nothing to do with Chochmas Adam. Shlom is Chochamikol Adam. Moshe was Chatsi Malach. And Chatsi Adam, nothing to do with intelligence, has to do with Kedushas Haguf. Moshe 40 days fasted three times, and he debated with Malachim, and he beat them. Moshe's Chatsi Malach and Chatsi Adam. Shlomo's Chachim, called Adam, that is true, but not Moshe Rabbeinu. Now we want to ask you a question. What is a Chok, Rabbi Isai? And how, the seven Chukim in the Torah, could you name one other one? One other one which makes, well, well, I don't know, we have, can't say makes no sense, but logically it doesn't make any sense. Could you name another of the seven chukim? Why does it say those chukasatora if the seven should say those may chukasatora? This is one of them. And since we're talking about the paradumo, so why don't you say those chukasatora? And since we're talking about how to get a man tohar if he touched the dead body, why don't you say those chukas hataharo? Mm-hmm. And also, anyone who's a balkora or has a bar mitzvah seder on this week, any balkora listen to me who's worth anything, and most of you are, I mean, you are expert balkoras. Do you know that the first word, uh, the time the word paraduma is mentioned in the Pussy, you do not pronounce it paraduma? You know that? Because in the Torah, it did not put a dogesh. It's Fara, like F-A-R-A. Fara Adumo. Oh, later on, it's called Fara. Does anybody know why it's called Fara Adumo? Does anybody know why in Bishalach, sometimes it's called Faro, and sometimes Paro? Anybody know? All right, and let me ask you another question. How come everybody who works on the paro gets tome, but the person they sprinkle it on becomes tohar? The person that shechs it and takes it and burns it and collects the ashes, all of them are tome. But now the person you sprinkle it on is tome. Is that possible? Can you, can you, how could it be? How could it be that if you fix a car and you're all greasy, all of a sudden you get clean? How is that possible? How's it possible? How's that possible? Anyone have an idea to these questions? And what is, right after Farah Duma, there's the thing of Thomas Miriam. Well, that's the 39th year. The Farah Duma is in the second year. Yeah, we have right after to finish the Mishkan to get Farah Duma. But then it says about Thomas Miriam, that's the 39th year. How come we jumped 38 years? And now, Rabbi, I'm going to ask you the $64,000 question. You know that Paraduma was given to us one day after Mishkan was built? That means the entire Mishkan is Tomei. 
because everybody, no one had the paraduma to sprinkle on them the water and the ashes of the paraduma. So every single person, all the menorah, the shulchan, the 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 menorah, the mizbeach, the the krushim, the everything, everything, everything is tummy because we're all tummy because we only got the laws of tumas mace one day after the mishkan was built. How? Why didn't Hashem give us uh, that a few months before? So with the the mishkan shouldn't be tummy. Was the Mishkan Tomei? Well, uh, the law of Paraduma had to get Tohar from a dead body that uh, everybody's Tomei in Cloud Israel today. You know that. Because your mother was Tomei and you came from her. And you shook hands with a man who 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 shook hands with a man whose father and grandfather and great grandfather and great grandfather and great grandfather all were Tomei's mates that hasn't been a Paraduma in 3,000 years. Uh, 2,000 years. So everybody's Tomei. And it's quite all right. You don't have to be tohar. There's no reason we don't eat carbonos. Mm-hmm. Except a woman. She has a higher madrega than men. She gets tohar from nidah. She goes in the mikvah. But men have no mitzvah to go in the mikvah. That's a minute. Men have a minute. Women have a, it's a, a mitzvah, the right to go in the mikvah. It purifies them from nidah, but not from tumas mace. Every single Jew living today in the last 2,000 years is tomei mace because we come from a person who touched the mace. Right? And you can go to Mikvah a million times, doesn't help key who's there. You don't have part of a Duma, you can't get Tahar. And you have to sprinkle the blood of the part of Duma on you on the third day and the seventh day. So it takes you a week. So when they came to you, you should lie to eat the carbon Pesach. They had to be there a week before. And maybe there was a few other Eden, like 50 or 100,000, that also wanted to sprinkle the part of Duma. You think they're going to take care of it on one day, on the eight days before Pesach? So you have to come two weeks before. And if you come three times a year, you wish a line, Pesach, Sukkot, and Shavuos, you have two weeks and two weeks and two weeks. You've got six weeks vacation every single year. All right, Rabbi Isai. That is some of the questions. And how come when you touch a dead body, you're tummy? But if you, if, uh, that, anybody, even a Goyesha body, but if you come into a building or a tent and you never touch the May, as soon as you walk in, you're tummy. How come? I thought you have to touch the body of the mace. Is, is, is that true? The answer is yes and no. Sometimes you have to touch the body. Sometimes being in the same space, in the avir, in the airspace, you're tummy automatically. Sometimes you don't even have to come into a room. You just walk into a cemetery. Maybe there's a caver, and maybe in front of your house there's a caver. Somebody was buried there 500 years ago. How do you know? And tumor goes all the way up to the sky, to the top. So how, it goes all the way up to Shemaim. So how could a Kohen ever be in an airplane? If a Kohen's not supposed to get tummy, maze. So how can that tummy ever go in an airplane? Because Tuma goes Adlerakia straight up. So how could you go? How could a tummy get it? A coin's not allowed to get tummy mace. We can, but how can he go in an airplane? Hmm. And how can a coin play baseball, football, or basketball made from the skin maybe of a pig? Uh, pig skin, right? How can they play? How can they play baseball, football made from the skin maybe of a cow, maybe of a pig? How can they play ball? A lot of questions on this, Pasha. And I'm going to open up the phones now, and we're going to ask our an engineer, Iran, if we have any callers. Oh, let me tell you the numbers. How could you call if you don't know the number? Of course you have to know the number. The number here at jrootradio.com, by the way, online, jrootradio.com, and is 718-683-5858. JRootRadio.com on the computer online. And um, 718 683 5858. 
This Shidur Chai live call-in program is called Niflos HaTorah, the gigantic little secrets of the Torah. The hotline where you can listen, you can't call in, but you can listen if you don't have a computer, is 712-432-4217, 712-432-4217, or 718-506-9099. And uh, let's see, do we have any callers, Iran? Oh, Yehuda, you are the first caller, and happy you called in. Thank you, Yehuda, for calling. You're number one. What would you like well, to say, Yehuda? I want to answer n- n- about another hike. I have oh, yeah. Hike. Which one would you like to say? I want to say two. Two of them. Go ahead. I'm waiting. Shatnes and Nazi Trafe. Oh, wait a minute. Shatnes is correct. Trafe is not correct. That's not, I, I like to agree with you, but I can't lie. Uh, Trafe is no such, there's not a Chok. That's, that's not a Chok, but it does say Chok about Shatnes. Uh, there's six, the Baraduma is one, Shatnes is two. Could you think of another one that you, every day, you eat certain foods, but sometimes they're, you cannot eat them? Two kosher foods. Mm. Every day you could, people eat them, and they're kosher, but if you. A certain way, if you eat them a certain way, they're, it's usur, it's a chok. It's very forbidden, and no one knows the reason. Yehuda, since you're the first caller, I'm going to tell you. Shotness is correct. You can li- wear linen. You can wear a whole garment full of linen. You can wear either or wool. But if you mix linen and wool together, it's the iser de oraiso. Isn't that funny? Two good things make a bad thing. How is that possible? I'm going to tell you, well, Paraduma is one, and this is two. Now, number three. I'm allowed to drink all the milk I want, and I can eat all the meat I want if it's kosher. You eat it together, it's a big, tremendous Aveiro. How could it be that two good things make a bad thing? How is that possible? That's why it's a chok. Now, Yehuda, you want, you, you want to know some more chokim? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um... Clay Midian. You'll see in a few weeks we discuss about they captured a town Midian. They took all the precious, valuable pots and pans and kashered them with hot water and fire and made them kosher. They're still no good. They had to now put them in a mikvah. So the fire and the hot water took out the isur. But to take out the tumah, you need a mikvah. Cold water, stream, you know, natural water. And that takes out the tumor. That was a chok, because why can't you eat from clean dishes? What do you mean, tum? What does that mean? Even if you buy a brand new glass or metal pot today from a geisha company, it's never been used. It's forbidden to use it until you tovel them. That's right. And in the same mikvah where a woman goes into a mikvah made out of rainwater, certainly you can tovel in an ocean, in a lake, in a river, where it comes from an underground spring. So you have part of duma. You have Shatnes, Basu Cholov, and Clay Midion, that you have to tovel them. Then you have another one, Yom Kippur. You take this goat, you throw him over the mountain, Zozel, and all the Averis are uh, taken care of. Isn't that funny how that works? Mm, mm, mm. I'll tell you another one, Yibum. You know what Yibum is? Yeah, when, when, you mar- when someone marries someone, if they don't have any children and they die, then there's and their brother or sister has a, should marry the, that person. Yeah, you have two brothers. One got married, and the other one got married. One didn't have any children. Maybe he didn't, couldn't have children. And he, di- he dies, he dies, 
the woman, the next second is your wife without a chuppah, without a ksuba, without a ring, without a, anything. She's automatically your wife. You do nothing about it. You want to get rid of her. You give her chalitza. It's like a get. You want to marry her, you do yibum. She's the yavama, and you're the yavam, and you do yibum, and she's your wife. Now, you can have married more than one wife, you know, only a bainer gerish and made a cherim, but you can have two or three or four or five. An average person can have eight wives. A king, 18, not more. But you can have two wives. So if your brother divorces his wife, yeah, he has no kids. He divorces the wife, and you marry her, you know it's chayv kareis. But if the guy drops dead the next day, and it's just the opposite of kareis. you got the biggest mitzvah in the Torah called Yibum. That is a chok. How could it be that yesterday he divorced her, and I want to marry her? It's a big, tremendous, tremendous Avero, Aisha's Ochim, the wife, your brother's wife. But if he drops dead, she does, she's your wife automatically without you doing anything. That is a chok. So you got Yibum, Yibum, Paradumo, Shatnis, Bosbucholov, Clay Midion, Azazel, on Yom Kippur, and there's one more. Eglo Arufo, you know what that is? So if you if you find someone dead between two cities, yeah. you don't know who killed him, you take a cap. If you find a Jewish man, you see that he's been killed. You you see that he's been, you know, you can tell it. He was killed. So you take a, a, a girl, a calf, less than one year old, and you take it and you chop his head off with an axe. And then that's like you killed the, the murderer. Isn't that funny? You don't even know who the murderer is. How do you take a calf? Uh, eagle, a roof, or a roof. You cut him off by, you cut the head by, not cut it. You chop it with an axe, and that's like killing the killer. That's a hook. So there's seven cooking, and there's another one shluach hakan. Okay, so you're uh, you're such a smart guy. I think I'm going to give you a CD. How's that? Good. Very good. Yehuda, thanks for calling. Uh, Esther, you're on the air. Esther, go ahead. Esther, you're on the air. Okay, Iran, we go to the next one. Hello? Is this Esther? Yes. Oh, Esther, go ahead. You are number two. Uh, Cupid's asked me a question. Oh, I just asked all these questions. You didn't hear them? No, nope, I just got on. All right. This week's Pasha's Chukas, right? Right? Yes. You know what it's about? You have any idea what this um, is about? about the Chikem of the Torah. The who? The wheat? No, it's about Paradumo. The first subject is about the red cow. You know anything about the red cow? Yeah. Did you ever see a red cow in your life? No. Nope. Oh, right. No one did. Thousands of years we haven't had a red cow. They said a few weeks ago someone, there's your swell, there's a red cow, Paradumo. Well, you have to check the whole body of the cow, billions and billions of hairs. If there's two black hairs, the animal is puzzled. If it's one black hair, it's okay. Two black hairs, you know, every, uh, the cow has every inch, it has 5,000 hair, hairs, you know. They have to check every inch of the body of the cow. If it has no black hairs, one is okay. Then it's a paraduma, and before Mashiach comes, you have to discover a paraduma because there's no way that a man and a woman can eat carbonos or carbon pesach or unless they were sprinkled on from the ashes. They burn the red cow and they mix it with spring water, mayim chayim. And then they sprinkle it on a person. He gets tahar. You can't eat the carbonos. You can't even go into the old city. Uh, you can't go to Harabayas. So we're waiting for Mashiach to come. And then, of course, right, there'll be a red cow, paraduma. And I'm going to ask you one more question now. Um, how, what means chok? What means chok? What does that mean? What's that word mean? 
um, that we don't know the meaning of that. Right. So it says that Loma Melech knew the meaning of the Chukim except one. Do you know Paradima. which one he didn't know? He didn't know the Paradima. Right. Now, the caller right before him, I, before you, I called, told him there's seven Chukim in the Torah. And, when, and, and, and Shlomo wrote Koheles, and he wrote in Koheles, if you want to look it up, he says, one thing, I knew all the Chukim, one thing I didn't know, I just couldn't figure it out. One thing I couldn't figure it out. Go to Koheles, Zion, Chav Gimel. He says, I know all wisdoms of animals, and I, I can hear when trees talk to each other, and birds, and animals, and animals, and and worms, and I know how all languages, the planets, the, the stars talk to each other. One thing I don't know, that's a part of Duma, and he said like this, the he, Rechokam, and many, she, he, it, because para is female, it's not para, para is a bull. Far raw means how? Rechokam, and many, she is far away from me. The letters, ve, he, Rechokam, is exactly the gematria of Paro Adumo. Shlomo the Chochamikol Adam could not understand it. So it must be very deep. So you think we can understand it? No. Definitely not. All right, want another question? Yes. Okay, how do you write Chukas? Chaskei Vav Samach. Chav Kuf, no, Sof. Chav Chaskei Vav Samach. 508. If you look at the gematria, because uh, tough is 400, Kuf is 100, is 508. 508 is 13. You know that there's 13 ways to dash in the Torah, and there's 13 ways of, of uh, logical deduction, different methods. This is harder than all of them because you can't understand this because no, Shlomo even couldn't understand Paraduma. So you expect us to understand Paraduma? There are 13 ways to dash in the Torah, but none of them will lead to an answer of Paraduma because nobody in the world ever understood except Shlomo. Okay, um, Esther, thank you for calling. I appreciate it. Uh, Yona. Yona, you're on the air. Go ahead, Yona. Uh, Go ahead, Yona. Ask you all the questions. One more question. You didn't call yet before you're the... Yeah, okay. Uh, right after Paraduma, which was given on the second year, we jumped to Misas Miriam, 39th year. What happened to all the years in between? From number three to 39, uh... The Torah, every single thing in the Chumash Bereshish, Moses Vayikah Bamidbar, Moses Bamidbar till here. It's about the first and second year because the Mishkan was built in the beginning of the second year. And then after it was built, the next day Hashem gave the Mitzvah of Paraduma, so we're still in the, well, and right after the first year. And now we jump to Miriam, who died in the 39th year. You know why? No. Rashi says so. You didn't learn Rashi. First Rashi on Miriam, because it says... When you bring carbonos, it tones for all your averos. The same thing with the misa of a tzaddik. She was a tzaddikus. A misa of a tzaddik uh, takes away all your averos. Therefore, we put it together. The Torah is not written in order, in chronological order. It's written in a musr safer type. Like carbonos and machaper, your averos, so is the misa of tzaddik and machaper. Now, if someone dies in the Irish as well, you in Brooklyn are going to get your averos all taken away. You really think so? You really yeah. think that if some tzaddik dies in England uh, or Israel or in or Miami or in uh, Holland or South Africa, uh, you, you're going to have your Averis go away? Do you really think so? What does that mean? It means if you go to Leviah and you cry and you think about your life, because everybody eventually is not going to live forever, you know, and you think mm-hmm. about life and you're sorry that the person left, they could have stayed here a little bit because they were tzaddikim, if you think about that, and you do halvoya, halvoya, and nichma and then your averus 
will be taken away. But just reading about it in, in the paper, or someone told you, and you don't care, it doesn't do anything to you. So if you feel sorry about the Misa of Sadiqim, or if you feel sorry about these three boys, they're not Hashem I don't say they're dead, but they, these boys that were captured 10 days ago, Yaakov, Gilad, and Ayal, if you feel bad about that, and say to Hillel for them every day, then Hashem helps you. Okay, thank you so much for calling, Yona. Blimi, you're on the air. Blimi, go ahead. Yes, I have a question not related to this week's Pasha. Okay. I was learning with somebody, Rav Schwab, Sefer, on prayer. Yeah. And I want to know if there's a way I could reach um, this, you, Rav Schwab, like uh, email or private, just to ask the question. I don't think it will be interesting for the audience now, but there was some unclarity, and I just wanted so to So you stay on the line. The Iran will give you my cell phone. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Right. Next caller. Yochevet, you're on the air. Can you ask me a question? Oh, you weren't listening to these questions? No, I just came on. Oh, you just came on. Why don't you come on at 4 o'clock? Then I wouldn't have to repeat them. All right, let me tell you something. This week's Pasha is called Chukas, right? Right. And you know what Chukas means? It's laws that we don't understand why. Right. Chuk, you understand. You don't understand. What is a mitzvah that you do understand? How do you call that in the Torah? A mitzvah? Right. Or a mish, uh, or a din. A din means a, a detail. In, or um, a mishpat is logic. Like if you steal, you get punished. Uh, if you kill somebody, you get killed. That's logic, right? That's mishpat means it makes sense. And din means a little detail. Like Carbon Pesach has 62 dinim. Uh, well, davening has, I don't know, 50 different dinim about davening. Halacha means a concept. Like Hilchas Pesach, they got... I don't know, hundreds of dinim about Pesach. But Hilchas, I don't know, Kriya Shema has, I don't know, 10, 20 different dinim. So din means a prod, a detail. Mishpat means a logical thing. You steal, you get, you get punished. Uh, mitzvah means I have to do it, positive and negative. Chok, I don't know what it means. Because Paradumo, everybody who works on the Paradumo, who, who gets it, who kills it, who, who, who burns it, who collects the ashes, who mixes the ashes with the water, everybody's somebody. And the person you sprill, sprinkle the ashes-water combination on, he saw her. How is that possible? How is it possible you work under cars all day long, grease, and you come out perfectly clean at the end? How is that possible? That's called a hook. I, how is that possible? Like, you know, how old are you? Seventeen. Seventeen. If you've ever learned any math, you know that there's a triangle, if you have one side is three, and on one side is four, the other side is five. You know that three and four equals five? No, you don't know until you study it. It takes you about five minutes to look it up. Three and a triangle, you have a three and a four, will equal five. That's a clock until someone explains it to you. That's right. And the Gemara says if you have a triangle, one side is one feet, mile, inch, whatever. The other is one then the, the line that goes across the triangle, that's 1.4, not 2. See that? That's a chok until someone explains it to you. And uh, sometimes in the Torah you get ski law stoning, sometimes shreifa, sometimes chenek, sometimes, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Hereg. There's the reasons for these things. So everything in the Torah, 99%, is explainable. Why you get this, why you get that. But some things are very, very, almost impossible. Paradum is that. Everybody who works on it is Tomei, and the person you sprinkle it on becomes a star. That is a chok. In English, you call it enigma, a pele. How is it possible? 
How's it possible you work on cars all day and you come out perfectly clean with a white shirt? How's that at the end? You know that's not possible. How is this possible? That's a hook. All right, now I ask you one more question. Um, what means Adumo? Red. Red. How red? Fire engine red or dark red? Like a, what do you think it means? Fire engine red? Well, nobody really knows, but they think it's dark red, like burgundy. And if it has any black hairs, does it make it uh, puzzle? Well, I think it can't have any black hairs. Right. Could it have one black hair? I think it, if it has two, then it's not right. one. One is okay. Two is no good. Correct. You know how many, you know how big a cow is? You know how many billions and billions of hairs it has? They got to check. They probably have 10 people working on that cow, looking at it. You have to, every, every inch, you got to look at it. Eventually, if they find one black hair, it's, it's okay. Two of them, the animal is puzzled. It's a nice animal, but it's not going to be a paraduma. And also, it never had a yoke on it. You can't put a saddle on it. You can't lean on it. Even if they saw a bird settle on the back of the cow, it could never be used as a paraduma. Nothing. You can't lean on it. You can't put a blanket on it. You can't put a saddle on it. You can't put a yoke on it. You can't pull it. You can't schlep it. Nothing. Paraduma from its birth. Got to be low, aleho, oh, no yoke, everyone on it. Very, very special animal. And there's none in the world today, unless there is. We don't know about it. But before Mashiach comes, you've got to have one, because you can't come to Yerushalayim. It'll let you sprinkle from the water of Paraduma. You can't eat carbon pesa. can't eat any carbonus, unless you get sprinkled with the ashes and water mixture of the Paraduma. So you can go to Mikvah a million times. It wouldn't help you. You've got to have the Paraduma sprinkled on you, and we're waiting. If they discover a, a Paraduma, you know Mashiach is around the corner. Okay, you okay, Kevin? It's nice that you called. Thank you, bye. Right. Yisrael. Okay, Yisrael, you're on there. Yeah, I heard like uh, like two years ago in Texas they found a paraduma, but it already did work. So they couldn't what, you heard about two years ago in Texas? Yeah. Now there was a paraduma, what happened? But it already did work, so they couldn't use it. Oh, it did work, correct. You know what else? Let's say a par is born, a little calf just born today. And you see the little thing is all red. Uh, it not only can you not lean on it or, or work, you know what else? It can't have a mum. Now, the says in Bayikra, an animal could have like 50 different things. One leg is a little shorter. One leg is a little longer. It has an extra toe or it's missing a toe or one eye is bigger or it has a, who knows, the nose is not shaped right or it's missing some little thing. 50 different mum mim. It says aimbo mum. And that's to be perfectly, perfectly, perfectly 99.99% red and no mum. And it has to, and you can never even put a saddle on it or a blanket or you can't even lean on it. That's, I mean, they were there five years ago in Kavach, in Kavach Chabad, they discovered a red cow. But they found they had a mum after a few months. Had a mum. So this is not going to be possible until Mashiach comes. Then Hashem will make it happen. There'll be a, a paraduma. Anyhow, let me ask you a question. Uh, what do you use a paraduma for? Do you know? To make someone tired. From what? From what? From a dead body. Ah, if you touch the blood or the body or a bone of a dead person, then you're tummy seven days, and you, you and still you're not going to be tired unless you have the water and ashes combination uh, sprinkled on you in the third and seventh day. So it takes you a week to get to heart if you touch a dead body. Now, can you get a tummy if you don't touch a dead body? You're just in the same room. Yes. How is that possible? Because the, the tumult goes uh, around, and if there's nothing blocking, then your tummy. 
Is it possible that you're in the same room with their dead body and you're not Tomei? If there's a separation in the room. No, let's say a regular room. So when you learn Paradum, you have to know one thing. If a person who's not a Yisrael dies, you only get Tommy when you touch him. When a person is Yisrael and dies, the room could be 5,000 feet long. If it's one sealed room, every single person in that room is Tommy because you're in the same air space in the avir of that. The Jewish person has so much Kedusha when he dies, the Tumah is tremendously high when he's dead. So even the space, the air, the avir in that place makes you Tommy. A guy does not have the Kedusha, therefore he doesn't have the Tumah as much you have to actually touch him to become Tomei. But Israel, you don't have to just be in the room. Now, is there any profession that a Jew can't have if he's a Kohen? Yeah. What? Be part of the Kavar Kadisha. What? All right. He can't be part of the Kavar Kadisha. And you know what else? He can't be a doctor. Because to go to medical school, you have to cut up bodies. And that he can't do. So anybody who's a Kohen and he's a doctor, he's a Balshuva, because he didn't know about it in the beginning. Now, what do you do with the very fine people I met who are doctors in Kohanim? They didn't know about this. They never went to yeshiva. It's not their fault. They never, if you don't go to school, you know, I don't know how much two times eight is. You wouldn't learn. You wouldn't know. So if you're not educated, it's not your fault. So what do you do now with a from guy, Balshuva, who's a doctor? Now, if he's a doctor of uh, computers, that's something else. Or a doctor in mathematics, something else. Or a Ph.D. in... But let's say he's a medical doctor. Now, what do he do? He can't go into a hospital to see his patient. Because in that, I mean, every floor of the hospital, you see the stretchers. Some people are dead. Some are alive on those stretchers. You don't know. So how could he go into a hospital? He can't go in the cemetery. Wow, 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 wow. That is a very big problem. What does he do the coin if his father is getting sick and he died, the father dies, he can't even go into the house where the father is. Can't, when they, if they're burying him, he can't even go into the cemetery where they're burying his father. The lot of dinim of a kohanim. So if a person is a from Jew, he can do everything in the world, but he can't be a doctor. Or he can be a doctor of a PhD in mathematics or science, but not a medical doctor. Okay, listen, Israel, thank you for calling. Let's go to the next caller. Yankee, you're on the air. Hello, Yankee. Hello. Hello, Yankee. Hello. So what do you want? What do you want with us? <laughs> I want to ask some questions. Why don't you listen to my questions in the beginning? Huh? Huh? I was a little listening. Well, do you remember any of them? No. You want to ask me a question about any of those uh, that I spoke about? you have any questions at all? You know, he listened, so how can I ask you? you? I'm supposed to give the question, you're supposed to give me the answers. Mm. Do you have any answers? If you call, you must have an answer. I, yeah, but um, I don't remember exactly the questions. You're doing exactly the question. you have any idea about some of the questions? Any idea? We're talking about Paraduma, right? Right. So what do you do with the Paraduma? How do you kill it? You knock its well, head off with an axe or you, you electrocute it, it? How do you do it? You take it to a certain spot and and just roll over there. You burn oh. it with with. First um, of all, you got to kill it. You can't burn it before you kill it. Okay. How do you kill it? You kill it with an axe or with a with a knife? You shecht it. Um, you shecht it. Mm. You have to learn chumash, you know. What? You shecht it, right? And the coin has to 
usually the Kohen does it, but in this case it was Elazar ben Aharon, because Aharon couldn't do it this time. But Paraduma was always handled by the Kohen Gadol. In this particular case, it was exception, because Aharon once uh, did something with the Egel, and the Egel's a little Paro, because the Egel is less than one year old, and Paro's over three years old, so Aharon once brought an Egel for the Skino, you know, made the Egel Azohov. So ain't Kateger, Nasa an accuser cannot be a defender. So he's left out. Anyhow, it's usually the Kohen Gadol has shechted or gets someone to shechted, and away out of the machine when they were in the desert. So they went out in the machine outside the three camps. But um, in Yerush Yisrael, they go out of Yerushalayim. They go on Harazetim, the Mount of Olives. That's about half a mile out of the city, and they they face the base of Mikdash, which is on a hill, and they sprinkle the blood, or, 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 you know, the, uh, not blood, the ashes of the mixture of the of the paraduma with the, and they burn it, the ashes with the water, Mayim Chayim, the water that comes out of the ground, and on a person on the third day and the seventh day. If you touch a dead body, you're telling me for seven days. The only way to get out of the tumor is have the paraduma sprinkled on you on the third and seventh day. So it takes a week. And you can go in the mikvah a million times, it wouldn't mean anything. You've got to go in the mikvah the first day and the last day, and then the third and seventh day, they sprinkle on you the paraduma uh, ashes, uh, water with ash mixture, and then you're tohar. And therefore, after you're tohar, and people came to your shrine three times a year, they wouldn't shake hands with anybody, because how do I know if the next guy went through the paraduma procedure? You don't stand too close, because if any of the saliva comes on your body, you're tome, if he's tome. And you can't shake hands with anybody. Kohanim never shake hands with anybody, ever. Unless they're not uh, working, unless they can't be Kohanim, they have a mum or something. But if you do that vote, uh, well, we too, you wonder, you can't, you can't touch a person who's Tomei, because you get Tomei, because maybe he touched a dead body, and he's Tomei, and he gets me Tomei, and I touch someone else, get someone else Tomei. That's right. Do you know that last week said it was Korach, he was a Russia. What's that do with Paraduma? Because uh, Korach was... Tomei in his neshama. And a person who touches a dead body is Tomei in his body. Because if you touch a person who's Tomei mace, you get mace. You get Tomei. If you touch an Apicurus and a Russia, you don't become a Russia. You touch an Apicurus and an atheist, you, know, you don't become an atheist. But if you t- touch someone Tomei, his body's Tomei, because a uh, person who, who's Tomei can't eat carbonos, can't come into the base of English, not even a coin. So if you touch a Tomei, you become Tomei. But if you touch an Apicurus, you don't become an Apicurus. Therefore, Korach last week was Tomei in his Neshama. And this week's Tomei is called Tomei Baguf, because um, that's what it is, because one person can contaminate the next person. All right. So very good. Any more callers? Thank you, Sir Yankee, for calling. No. Okay. Rabbi Sai, let me tell you something. This is a very difficult Pasha, as you hear from conversation going on. I want to tell you something for people who really are thinking people. This whole idea about Paraduma, this chuk, that Shlomo understood all the chukim except this one, because it says in Kohelis, Behirachok called me many. Behirachok, it's too far away from me, is Paraduma. Does anyone know what the Gematria of Behirachok is? Does anyone know what the Gematria of Paraduma is? Should we do it together? Mm-hmm. Pay, raise, hey. 285, right? Pay is 80, raise is 285. Adumo, olive, dollar, vav, mem, hey. Adumo, one and four is five. Vav and 40 is 46. And five. 
So we have 285 with 5, and 5 is 10. 46 is 56. 56 and 285 is 11. 9, 5 is 14. 341 is part of Duma. Mm-hmm. 6 and 5 is 11, 9 and 5 is 14, 341. Paraduma is the same as the Hebrachoko. Oh, Hebrachoko, you don't believe me? You have to do it yourself and tell me if it's not right. Hebrachoko, you got to spell it right with a vav, you know? The he, vav and he is 11, and yud and alf is 11, right? And Rechoko is 208, and vav and kuv is 106. 106, and the A is 5. So you got 106, 111, put that over here, is 319, and then 319, and 11, 11 is 22, so you put 22 here, and 106, 9, 6, 15, 17, 17, 3, 4, 4, 47, ah, 341, something's wrong. I got something wrong here, 208, uh, should be 341. I don't know, we did some thing wrong, but it comes out. The Hebrew Coco, because I have it on the paper here. Anyhow, Rabbi Isai, anybody want to call in and ask me some questions about this question uh, that the Chukim of Paraduma? I told you there's seven Chukim, Paraduma, Egla Rufa, Yibum, Shatnas, Bosvacholov, Klimidion, Azazel, Shluach Hakan. All right, now I'm going to tell you a big Kiddush from a great Godel who died about 30, 40 years ago. He, his name was um, uh, Leib Gurevitz, Rosh Hashivan Gateshead. He was the son-in-law of, of Elielapian, and he was a direct descendant through his mother of the Vilnagon. He said like this, the, the Rashi says, on the first Rashi in the, in the Parshim, this is, a, this is a chok, no one understands it. And the Fisha Sotan Rashi said, the Sotan, and the nations of the world, the Goyim, are going to say, um, they demand uh, us. You're such smart people. What's the reason for this mitzvah? It doesn't make any sense. It's contradictory. Everybody gets involved with it. It's Tomei, and the guy sprinkles on his tohar. What's the sense, the logic? Therefore, it says, means I made this rule, Hashem said, and you have no rishus to ponder it because you'll never come out with the right answer anyhow. Yeah, Shlomo, one person. Now we got a tremendous kasha, says Rabbi Leib Gurewitz, a $64,000 question. Doesn't it say that the Goyim are going to come to us at the end of the days and say, you guys know everything. You know about science, you know about our life, you know about the planets, you know about Hashem, you know about Shemayim, you know about time, you know about space. They aren't they going to say to us, Kihir, the Torah, Chochmaschem is your knowledge, Ubinaschem, your deep understanding, Le'enei Ho'amen, in front of the Goyim. Hashem says, they're going to come to you and say, you're the wisest people in the world. Kihir, Chochmaschem, your Chochmah, and Binaschem, Le'enei Ho'amen, they're going to know that Jews know everything. And they'll hear from you the reasons of all these Chochim, Ah, but it says you don't understand some of these chokim. Says Rableib Gurevit Zeichet Salik Chodesh Tovrochem. Even though we don't know the answer, it the Torah has miraculously preserved us for three, four thousand years forever. This is a chok. We don't know how it works, but it works. It must be very deep. It kept us alive four thousand years as the Am Kadosh. 
the best proof that the Torah is Emmet. I may not understand it, but the system works great. Like if you don't know what you're doing, but you know how to do something and it works, and you don't know why it works. You know very well it works, but you don't understand why. You to mix two things together, two liquids in your pot in your kitchen, you have an explosion. You don't know why it exploded, but you know you're never going to mix those two things together because it exploded in your face. And you will never do that again, but you don't know why until you study chemistry. The Relave Gurevich says, we don't have to know all the reasons for everything we do, but the system works fantastic. That's the hook. That's the mystery we can't understand, but it works great because, you see, we're here and they're not here. The Mitzrayim, the nation of the all black people, you know, and, and we, when we were there, Nimrod, Nimrod, it was son, it was when Nimrod was a black man, and so was Mitzrayim, and Kush was a black man from Chum, and they're not here. And then Amalek tried to attack us in the Midbar. They're not here. And then comes uh, the Canaan of thirty-one nations. They're not here. And then came the first base was destroyed by the Babel Babylonians. They're not here no more. Second base of English by the Greeks. They're not here. And Modai and the un- unholy Roman Empire, they're not here. And 500 years ago, Spanish people controlled the world. They made the Inquisition. They're not here as a world power. Hmm? And, the, and, the, and the British didn't let the Eden come to Israel before there was a state. They had India. They had their control in all the seven planets, uh, uh, seven uh, con- continents. They're not a world power anymore. Anyone who fool messes with Israel loses. Korach messed with Moshe. He lost. Zimri started up with Moshe. He got chopped up. Bilam cursed Bnei so He got chopped up. Dostum Avidam got swallowed in a hole in the ground. So was Korach. Anyone who... Og! Moshe chopped him up. Killed him. Anyone who fools with Am Hashem loses. And so Yishmael nowadays will lose tremendously. Their last enemy says the, the Malbim on the first Pesach in in uh, in uh, in uh, e- e- uh, not Neov in in um, the first Pesach in Ove Ove yeah Ovadia he was a Goyish Novi Ovadia he says that the end thing will be Yishmoel when Yishmoel is defeated immediately comes Mashiach not Esau Yishmoel will defeat Esau and then Hashem will destroy Shmuel. How do you know that? The last Pesach, right before the like, last word in the Balaturim, right before Eidus told us Yitzchak. The Jew, the firstborn Jew is Yitzchak, right? And the, and the last Balaturim and the Pasha before that, told, uh, before, uh, told us, it says when Nophal, see, Shmuel died, he died at Tzadik, he did Shuvah, you know. And he, Nophal, he fell. The Balaturim says when Yishmuel falls, immediately comes Mashiach, the firstborn Jew. Is born, so we're waiting for that every day, and uh, we hope they do tshuva. Yishmol did tshuva at the end. Says Vayik Bavayomos, he died like a tzaddik. Maybe them, but they will do tshuva. They believe in Hashem. <sighs> we don't know how this is going to work. So Rabbi Leib Gurevitz says the fact that we don't understand it doesn't mean anything. It works so good. We're still here, and they're not. Ooh, says Rabbi Leib Gurevitz. You know what Ramosha Feinstein says? Want to know what he says? Why he, he says like this? He wrote in his sefer on Chumash. It's called Kol Ram Reish Mem Rab Moshem. He wrote on the Chumash on uh, in Kol Ram. He says like this: Why don't you write Zos Chukas Hatahara? This is the Chukim. How you get Tahara from a Thomas Mays? Why do you write Zos Chukas Hatahara? 
He says like this, you have to know there's a rule in life. When you help other people, you lose. Oh, I know you get schar in but when you give your money away to a poor man, you lose, because now you took some of your money. And you spent hours and hours talking to him, make him feel good, and you, you kept the family together, showed him by, you took hours and traveling and money and plane tickets and train tickets and car and gas, and you went across town or across country to save a marriage, and you're talking to a person, and you're involved in Baal and Kikirov, and it takes money and takes time. When you give up something... But you want to matahir a person, you have to give up something. That's a chok in the Torah. It costs you. That's a chok. That's how it works. Ah, you get reward in Olam Haba. We're not talking about that. When you give a find a person a job, make 50 phone calls, and you travel around, and you, and you give them the money, and you make them feel good after he feels bad, you know, you're him. Yeah, that's a chok of the Torah. That's right. The part of Duma, everybody's Tomei who works on it. And the guy that you sprinkle on is Tahar. That's right. You lose. He wins. That, says the Moshe, is a chok in the Torah. Shel Torah is Elo Shechok Shel Torah. He kashani metahir acherim o mezaka acherim memele yeshli hefzad. I lose. But acher marviach, the other benefits, come out like here, by paradumum. Atoma ho yitohar, vahmetahir yitome. The giver loses and something the other one received. That is the chak of the Torah. That's a rule in the Torah. That's the way it works. That is sometimes like that. You want to be great, you have to give up your time of yourself for other people. You know what the Beis HaLevi says on this? It's all about the Torah. He says, Certain things in the Torah you don't understand. That's a chak. have to accept that, says the Beis HaLevi. That's a chuck. Some things you do not understand. That is a chuck. That's correct. You don't have to have an answer for everything. When you put two things on the stove and mix them together and there's an explosion and you almost got burnt, you know one thing. You're not going to do that again, but you don't have to. You don't have to if you're not a smart person, you won't study why, but you know very well that you're not going to do that again. You know that this is a bad thing. Same thing here. Those cookers have par or no. There's certain things you don't understand in life. Do you understand why you look at your wrist and you see the veins and you see in the veins is blue blood and then you cut yourself it comes out red? So you say, well, it combines with oxygen. We know all that chokhmah. So why wasn't it in your veins red blood and when it comes out it turns blue? Or when the grass is green, the sky is blue. Why not the blue grass and green sky? Why? Let's say it would have been like that from day one. Hashem made it this way, Dafka. There's a reason for that. Scientists don't just worry about why. They only worry about what. Oh, when your blood comes out, it oxygenates, oxygenates with air, with oxygen, and it becomes red. Very nice. Why? That's not for, uh, for scientists. That's for Kedole Yisrael, for people who study Kabbalah. Why does the blood have to be red? Why not green, purple, yellow, orange, well, black? Why does that? Why? What's red? You have to understand the psychology of red, and people who who understand the secrets of life understand the red has an an emotional effect on a person. A blue is a very calming effect. You know that. All right, blue and green are both calming effects. That's why the ocean is blue green. Aquamarine, it's light, 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 light blue and light, light, light green. Very calming effect. And the light blue of the sky, like it's like 
it never ends, right? That's right. Kisi Hakova and Hashem is ain't so infinity. Infinite. It's no end to him. All right, uh, Iran, any callers? No. No callers. We look for you. All right, so he's going to put me on without announcing who's on the line. All right, if someone comes, he'll just switch me. Let's go and learn a little bit more about the Paro Aduma. And it says, Em lo yishato. If you don't get yourself cleaned from sin, they have to sprinkle the paraduma on you, uh, the ashes and the, and the water, on the third and seventh day. If you do it on the third and seventh day, you're tahor. So why do you have to tell me this? I mean, what do you have to tell me this for? Do I have to tell you that Monday comes after Sunday? And if you didn't have a Sunday, there wouldn't be a Monday. I mean, do I have to explain this to you? Seven comes after six. That means six comes before seven. Why do you tell me this? Who If they sprinkle the stuff on you in the third and seventh day, you're tar. You know, you know what they're trying to tell us? They're telling us something and nothing to do with Paraduma. This is one of the Soda Satorah. I'm going to tell you a gigantic little secret of the Torah. I'm going to tell you something. It's nothing to do with this. It's a drusha. Snapshot. You know, if you want to clean yourself from your averos that you did in your life, you better do it when you're young. Because if you worked all your life Shabbos and you're 70 years old, now you keep Shabbos, what, what is that worth? Of course, you're retired. <laughs> what does that prove? Or if you did an avero with Arias when you were 20 or 30 or 18, now you're 70, you don't have any more kaychas to do these things, so you don't do that stuff anymore. What does that prove? It proves nothing. <sighs> you should do tshuba when you're 30 years old. And it means any age, but when you're at the peak, 30 years old, when you could do every Avera in the book and you don't. Even if you do tshuva at 30, you should do it again when you're 70. Then you're a holy man. But if you didn't do tshuva when you were about 30, young man, it wouldn't help at the age of 70. You have to have the same drives, the same situation where no one caught you the first time except one person saw you, but you don't believe in God. That's why you did the Aveir for that moment. You're an atheist, you're a koifer, because no one ever did a sin in this world. Unless you're insane for a moment. You think Hashem doesn't remember? No man, sworn normal person, does a chet except under one condition. Came into him, ruach, you're insane for the moment. Because you're very sorry later, so why don't you be sorry before you did it? You're, you become from sugar for the moment. So, okay, so you did not vary, but Hashem gives you a chance to do tshuva. When you're able to do the same Avera again, exactly the same, eat the same chazer someplace where no one sees you, or osamokam osiisha, when you have that tremendous desire and drive, and you say no, and you walk away, that's about tshuva. If you're old and worn out, 70, 80 year old guy, what was the worth? Oh, I'm sorry when I was young, but, 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 but yeah, very good, maybe it's something, could be it's something, but it's not the same thing. 
When you're in the same drive, the same power, the same ability, you can move fast and you can do anything and you can do business dealings that are not kosher. And you walk away from it when you're young and you say, no, I'm not going to be a chot anymore. I'm not going to cheat and lie anymore. I'm not going to do this arise. I'm not going to eat chazer. I'm not going to wear shotness. I'm going to check my clothes, everything, every sock. If it's shotness, every, every, everything, even my winter gloves, that's right. I'm going to be sure I don't wear shotness. I don't want to be a chot. I want to be a, a person who does all the mitzvahs in the Torah. Then you're about you. But when you do, I'm 80 years old. Oh, Sam, I'm sorry. Forgive me. Very nice. I guess it's worth something. But it's not the same thing. That's what I wanted to tell you. That's a tremendous Musa void. Now let's talk to you about another thing. Here. You, if, you, if you're in a place where there's a dead body and everybody in the tent or the house or the building, even a cave, you're inside, and everybody's coming. Any Kali in there made out of earthenware, out of, a, you know, a clay. Not metal. Not glass. Made out of clay... If it has stuff in it, everything in it is tome. If there's a dead body in that room. But if it's sealed, the whole kli pasuach, any clay cheres that open, ashain, somid, pasulov, not only doesn't have a top, the top has to be sealed down with a clip or a tape or something. Tome who? It's tome. Now, see? If it's sealed down, it's, everything inside is tohar. If you have a metal keili or glass keili, even though you have it sealed with a hundred seals, everything inside is tome. A clay cheres, everything inside is tohar. If it's sealed. And a metal keili, even if it's sealed, it's tome. You know why? A metal keili, you touch it from the outside, it's tome. A clay cheres, you touch it from the outside, it's nothing. Only it has no value. The clay cheres is nothing but clay. It's worthless. Let's say you have in it wine that costs $5,000, but the keili costs $50. So uh, if it's sealed, the stuff inside is tohar. But if it's a metal keili that's sealed, the stuff inside is tome. Because the metal or glass, when you touch it, becomes tome because metal and glass can be melted. Uh, clay cheres, clay cannot be melted. It has no value, the clay cheres, only what's in it. Because the clay is not made out of metal or silver or gold or, or steel. It has no value. Or glass, crystal, has no value. Crystal has value, metal has value, but clay hairs has no value. So the outside, you can touch the outside of the cavity when you're tome, it doesn't mean anything. Everything inside is tohar, if it's sealed. But a metal vessel, even if it's sealed, everything inside is tome, because the cavity gets tome. You know what that means? A human being is the clay hairs, right? You're made out of earth, you know, earth and where you one day they're gonna, you're going to put you away, you'll disintegrate into the earth. Your body's made out of all the chemicals, hydrogen, oxygen, and everything, you know. And, and, and iron and phosphate and uh, whatever your body has, one day you're going to disintegrate, right? If you live in this world and you're a klicheres and you have your mouth shut, tzomid posolov, you, you don't hear with your ears, lashon hara. You don't talk with your mouth, lashon hara. You don't eat with your mouth, any usher. You don't look with your eyes at anything usher. All your seals are shut. All your openings are sealed. You can live in the tumest, thickest, filthiest place. You remain Kaddosh Vitar. You know that? Abraham Avinu came there. He said, there were worse people in the world. The, the people were rotten because when Yeshua came in hundreds of years later, Hashem said, kill every single person. They're the worst people in the world. And there's where the holiest nation land is. 
that's the holiest land. If Tzomid Puzzle Love, if you keep your mouth and your eyes and your ears sealed, and you're Clay Harris, you can remain tall. Watch out what you look at. Watch out what you listen to. Watch out what you smell and what you taste and what, you, what goes in your mouth and what comes out of your mouth. Watch what you look at. Watch what you hear. Watch what you say. If you keep your clay hairs, somid puzzle of sealed shut, you are tahar. In this world, watch your step every moment. Don't look and don't eat and don't say, don't hear and don't see stuff you shouldn't look at. If it comes against your wishes, that's not your fault. Look away right away, not after three seconds, after a quarter of a second. Okay, Rabbi Sai, that is a Musavar. That Musar I heard from my brother, uh, Schlitter, um, Mayor, Yeruchim, from Denver, Colorado, about 20 years ago, and I wrote it down. That's interesting. If you keep your orifices, your psachim sealed, you remain toha. Even in this world, those big, big tzaddikim in this world, tremendous tumatic world, olam this, olam hazaz, tomeh, you know that. We are makadesh here by being here. Rabbi Sai, Zagazun, and have a wonderful... A day, and uh, it's four, five o'clock. We say shalom to you, and think about these three boys when you dive in tonight. Mincha, Yaakov Gilad Eyal, Yaakov Naftali Ben Rochel Devorim, Gilad Michael Bat Galim, Ayel Ben Iris Teshura. Thank you.